would you indulge me for a minute? This is week 35. And, and you know, I titled this as long as we're dreaming. And this is just a really selfish uh, thing because whatever God does is right, right? And it's good. And it's the best way. And it's the perfect way. But if Sean McCraney had a hand in something and God said, okay, you can, you can, dis- you can do something, Sean, creative to make this thing up uh, that you want, what would it be? I would love to, I think it would be great if God would have or would allow the following. And, and that includes to me too. And that is when anybody chooses to enter into ministry, being a pastor, a reverend, a pope, a priest, a prophet, an elder, a deacon, a, whatever it is. Anytime somebody makes the choice to spend their time in the service of God to their fellow man, okay? I wish that anytime someone does that, that when someone in their care, a member of their congregation, of their church, whatever it might be, is in need, um, they're ill, financially destitute, feeble in faith. They lack somehow, um, and they come to their pastor, pope, reverend, prophet, elder, deacon for help. That God would take from the pastor, pope, prophet, priest, or whatever, the amount of what the person in need required. So let's say a man goes to a pastor and he's in need of money to make ends meet for his family. And let's say it's a thousand dollars. Then a thousand dollars automatically disappears from the pastor's account and is given to the man. Okay. At this request, the pastor who has been approached by somebody in the congregation has to personally sacrifice for the need to fulfill the need of the person that comes to them. Literally. Okay. Someone comes to the pastor and they're depressed. Okay. That if the pastor is willing to counsel a person who's depressed, that the pastor is able to heal them by virtue of him assuming their depression. And the person is healed from the depression, but the pastor has to bear that burden. Got that? Whatever a person needs, whatever their pain, ailment, trouble, if the pastor, priest, reverend, everything chooses to help them, the pastor personally assumes their plight and illness or debt or circumstance. And this is a known thing by everyone who enters into ministry. It's the law God has established that if you are going to represent me and my son 
and you're going to stand before people as representatives of me and my son, then when someone is in need, you will choose to personally take on that need yourself and suffer for them. Presently, religious leaders, typically in the place that they're at, dole out advice and dole out maybe monies that the church has that are in excess. If the church doesn't have it, they would tell the person who needs the money, we don't have it. And they, they do little in terms of personal sacrifice relative to the suffering of the individual. Instead, they give them platitudes and teachings of hope, which are good. The teachings of, on the principles of what scripture says but at the same time, the pastor is being held up as the authority and the, as the man, as one who lives righteously, as holy, as inspired, <clears throat> and is rewarded. They're rewarded in this world by their congregations. Money, security, benefits, you know. The pastor teaches the congregants, you need to learn to trust God. You need to learn to trust God. You've got to trust God. But the pastor doesn't trust God with paying his bills. You know, the pastor relies on them to do it. What do you suppose would be the result if my little dream, selfish and weird as it is, was put in place, especially with the leaders and pastors who think that they should be fed and paid and, and rewarded for what they do? How many pastors would stay in their position if every time they chose to meet with someone who was suffering, they personally suffered in their place. See, it would really automatically reveal the heart of anybody in ministry if this was the rule, wouldn't it? That they truly had a willingness to sacrifice part of their life for the benefit of those in need. There's no sacrifice to dole out a check when you have a surplus. There's no sacrifice when you tell somebody dying of cancer, well, you know, just trust in the Lord. You know, there's no personal sacrifice to sit and be heralded as the voice of God and treated with respect and paid and have benefits and, and paid vacations and you don't suffer. See, people in positions of religious leadership ought to embrace the heart of the Good Shepherd, who in many ways experienced what I just said I dream of happening. He paid for our sorrows. He paid for our sins and the weaknesses and the plights and diseases and debts in his own body. It came out of his account for the world. We go to him in prayer and we beg for his aid and his aid is possible because he paid personally the price. 
So in a sense, as sci-fi as this idea sounds, pastors ought to have the heart that comes with the good shepherd that when they give counsel and when they're asked for help and support, it actually does take away from a piece of them, from the coffers, from the bank account, from their peace of mind, from their well-being. And with that disquieted position in them, they follow up in love with the person in trouble. They show up to the bedside. They, they do what's necessary out of love and out of self-sacrifice for their well-being. If you know of someone who has a pastor or an elder's board or deacon's board or a church that their leadership does nothing but take and give platitudes, then you have a person going to a church that plays religion in this modern age, and it doesn't reflect the heart of the shepherd. So imagine the scene, a pastor and a father of three in his office, and the mother in the congregation comes in and says, pray for me, pastor. I, uh, my child's dying in the hospital of an incurable disease. And the pastor knows full well that if he chooses to try to help her, one of his three kids is going to go that route. Her kid will be saved. His kid would be lost. That's the level of commitment we're talking about. Sacrificial, supremely. Difficult, beyond belief. But wouldn't the heart of love for the woman be manifested by and through him making that choice? And wouldn't when he says, I can't help you, your child has to die, wouldn't it say, I'm not willing to let my child go? You see? In the face of the scenario, I have to ask myself, would I continue in the capacity of being a pastor teacher? Because we don't play church, I wouldn't. I would not. But if we're going to play church and we're going to have people who hold themselves up above others in place of Christ, the good shepherd, then I believe that that mindset at least should be in place, that others come before them. Just wanted to share that little thought since we're dreaming. Love you guys.